Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the Four Man Rush. Hello, Panther fans, and welcome to another podcast of the Four Man Rush. I'm your host, Timmy Vio, here with my man, Kevin, and uh, we're going to be rolling it solo dolo tonight, uh, giving you that cover two look uh, as we go into. Week four of the preseason. It's on. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's week four. We about, it's, it's about to be on and popping up in here, folks. Um, anyway, Steelers, Panthers coming up. We're going to talk about that, of course. Um, and we're talking about uh, Cam's foot injury, um, what, what, what needs to improve on the offensive and defensive side of the ball um, relating to uh, the Patriots game. Even though we got out of there uh, with a 10-3 score, um, there were a lot of mistakes. A lot of mistakes. One of them got Cam's foot jacked up. And we'll, we'll talk about that more in depth. Um, you know, people have been talking about offensive line, this, that, and the third. But, you know, it's, it's a team effort. <laughs> that means injuries, too. Um, and we'll talk about um, what Tepper's got going on in the bubble. I tell you what, he's hooked the fans up on this one. It's 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 gonna be a heck of an experience. Um, the climate control, but we'll get into that too. Um, and we'll talk about Gano and uh, everything else in between when it comes to uh, the Carolina Panthers. So, uh, strap on your seat belts, folks. We're about to take a ride. Here we go, Kevin. You and I, I and you. Here's what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, let's let's jump into um, let's jump to Cam's Cam's injury, which will transition us into the uh, Patriots game and what what needs to happen in terms of the offense and defensive side of the ball. Man, go ahead. Yeah, Cam gave us all the scare going into the New England game. If anyone was asked, what is the one thing you do not want to happen when playing this third preseason game? And I guarantee you probably nearly 100% of Panther fans would have been like, let nothing happen to Cam Newton. Yes. Well, <sighs> it didn't work out that way. Yeah, yeah. Now, originally looking at it live, it looked bad and worse and had a lot of fans in panic. I mean, we had the online medics and physicians and specialists speculating everything. Uh, I saw everything from it looks like a torn plant plantar fasciitis to – a knee injury to high ankle sprain. I mean, you know, these <laughs> these these online doctors that slept at a Holiday Inn the night before were really putting it out there. But <laughs> <laughs> I slept in a Holiday but Inn last night. At the end of the day, all it turned out to be was a mid-foot sprain on his left foot. Yep. Had it been a regular season game, reverse head cam would have came back in. Of course, watching it in time and – seeing pictures of Cam right after the game in a walking boot. You know, so much was feared. Oh, he's going to be out four to six weeks, and he's going to be – need to 
sign a new quarterback and uh, is, is Kaepernick available? You know, and all this other, oh God, just, 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 just oh goodness. At the end of the day, it just turned out to be a midfoot sprain on the left foot. Yeah, thank God. He returned to practice a, a couple of days ago, worked on the side, and Rivera said even today in his press conference after practice, he has absolutely no doubt Cam Newton will be playing week one at home versus the Los Angeles Rams to defend the NFC champs. So yeah. let's go ahead and, and take solace and enjoy knowing that fact. Yes, sir. Yeah, so Cam will be playing week one, folks. Thank you. God, yes, he will be playing week one. Now, how in the world did he sprain that foot? Some people say that the lineman fell on him. That's not what I saw. Um, it was him planning and going and stopping, and he just yeah, he just moved one way, and, and there you go. There's a sprain. You know, it's just like when you sprain your ankle. Um, basically, what happens is you you extend or overextend. Um, a particular muscle and, you know, the, that causes damaging in that tissue. Um, and, and that's pretty much what happened. Do you, do, do you think somebody fell on him, uh, uh, Kevin, or do you, do you think it was just the way he, he planted and pushed off? It was the way he planted and pushed off. When I got home, I, I re-looked at it several times myself just to see was he tripped up, was anything happened, but it was just a combination of Credit to the New England defense for keeping him in the pocket yeah. where he couldn't throw the ball out of bounds. Several fans were screaming, you should have threw it out of bounds. Well, when you're in the pocket between the tackle box and you throw the ball out of bounds, that is what is known as intentional grounding, 15-yard penalty, and a loss of down. Now, had Cam done that, oh, the complete opposite would have been said, mm-hmm. you, oh, you know about him, but you know what, Cam, you know you got to take the high and the low. Indeed. On either subject, whether he do or not do something, somebody's going to have a gripe about it. So yeah. we'll just leave that there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was just a combination of the New England defense keeping him in a good lane discipline the pocket contained, forcing him to stay in the pocket. Cam trying to do his magic the best he can. And he sidestepped about two or three defenders now. He looked good. He looked like he was yeah. about to do what he did that Monday night game against the Patriots back in 2013 when he yeah. – Dodge like five or six guys at him and picked up like twenty something yards, but yeah, yeah. Uh, not this time. But no, no one, no one touched his foot to cause it to happen. It was just how he stopped. He was stopping and starting a lot, and just like he planted really hard and probably put a lot of you know force on it, and that's probably what led to the sprain from from what I saw. But it wasn't it wasn't nobody twisting his foot or stepping on his foot or anything like that. So it was definitely a non contact injury per se. So yeah, folks, and it, it is what it is. Um, and I was listening to um, some of the talking heads on um, you know F- um, Fox Sports One and whatnot, and um, there was some of the, some of the ex players were talking about you know if you don't exert yourself in real time, game speed type of situations, you know your your body doesn't know how to react to it. And I guarantee you, Cam wasn't hopping around like that in practice. He got that red jersey on. They can't touch him, so he's not necessarily going to have to have to evade like he was in that last game. So, um, it's, it's unfortunately, you know, a soft tissue injury is normally it has to do with um, replicating that type of force when you're um, doing a particular movement. 
And unfortunately, you know, it's, let's let's just let's just be glad it's his left foot, not his right foot, because that right foot is what he plants off of to step on, step up into the pocket and, and throw that ball. So he can kind of get away with the left foot. That right foot, we don't we don't want them problems, and that's because that's going to affect his deep ball. We don't want that at all. <laughs> not even. <laughs> oh Jesus, no. <laughs> We got so many weapons right now, folks. I, I I want Cam to get that ball out nice and quick so we can get them yaks, them YACs, man. Good guys. We we got plenty of people that can do it. But um, so transitioning um into the you know the Patriots uh, Panther game, um, Kevin, what in the world can we do? <laughs> oh, what 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 expectation what expectations do you have in terms of? Our uh, our team getting better here because that that Patriots game from from the starters on, wow, wow, I was I was I was highly disappointed. Well, it depends on which view you want to look at it. I mean, if you go to Tom Brady's house and hold him to ten points, I bet you'll take that any day, all day. Yes, sir. You know, so yes, <laughs> for it to be what it was and ugly as it looked. There were still chances and opportunities even in the fourth quarter yes. for for us to uh, possibly pull this off. But, you know, it's preseason. After the starters go out, you know, the talent and execution obviously takes a dip, um, particularly on the defensive side. But shout out to the backups that, you know, kept the game within a score reach mm-hmm. for throughout the game to – at least give some sort of fourth quarter possible hope that we could touch down and go for two because I really believe had we got a touchdown, Rivera would have went for two. We're not tying in the preseason here. It's preseason. Let's see what our two-point plays look like. You know, I'd have loved if we'd have won 11-10, but it wasn't meant Mm. to be this time around. Yeah. What I saw, though, was good and bad. Now, I'm going to keep it 100. We got bailed out a lot defensively by some penalties that was called on New England. Now, those penalties were the reasons why some big plays broke. But at the end of the day, I, I, I tweeted on on the Four Man Rush uh, Twitter account, the offensive play of the game for the first half was the yellow flag because <laughs> <laughs> more yardage was called back than yardage that we put up. We only had... 29 yards of offense in the first half. Say that again. I say again, we had 29 yards of offense in the first half. Now, what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so as a fan, I can get the concern and and all the you know uproar about the offense, but at the same time, it's still preseason. Mm-hmm. Yes, this was the dress rehearsal where normally the starters play into the third quarter. But yeah. once Cam got hurt, Rivera just pulled all the basically he just pulled all the star players out. <laughs> you know, did McCaffrey yeah. didn't touch the ball, but maybe like four or five times the whole game. Olsen, he had a had a nice grab and. You know, got to sit down and drink some more Gatorade for the rest of the game. So, <laughs> you know, once once Cam got hurt on that third series, that was that was it for 
for the um, quote-unquote star players of the team. Mm-hmm. Now, reason to be optimistic on that post as far as how the how the game turned out. I like the fact that I saw some plays where the offensive line blocking scheme were really were really coming together. It was times where I was seeing nice combo blocks off to the second level. I was seeing some movement. I was seeing some nice low pads. Just got to see it consistently. I, you know, I wish we had uh, Larry on because that's that's my offensive line guru right there. You know, me and him both, we both love the trenches, but that's that's really his his bread and brother, what he, he, he loves studying the most. But, you know, overall, there you can see that once we get the timing down, it's going to all work together. Realize, folks, this was the first time my offensive line, the starting five, played together. So hmm. as anyone that plays football knows, the offensive line takes the longest to jail. Yes. It doesn't happen overnight. So it may be two or three games into the regular season before they really start clicking on all cylinders. Yep. So I know we don't have games to waste, but you must have patience as far as expecting the best of the offensive line. It's going to be a work in progress. I know a lot of fans don't want to hear that, but that's just the truth. I just think that uh, from an offensive point of view, it looked bad, but overall it's not as bad as it could be because we didn't use the whole clip that we normally have. So, you know, ugly game, but one we can definitely build and improve on and get ready for the Rams week one. Absolutely. If we're going to beat the Rams – we have got to be stout up front on the offensive line. Um, I, I wish I could have seen a little bit more from DJ Moore um, that last game. Um, you know, Sam, Samuel had a, had a nice had a nice catch, and um, when the Cam did throw the ball, he had time to set his feet and throw the ball. But it was pretty, it was pretty, it was it was it was out there on time in front of the receiver for the for the most part. He got rushed on that one that one little dump off to McCaffrey on that screen play that he dropped. <laughs> and everybody, everybody was talking about you know if, if Chris would have caught that ball, buddy, oof, off to the races. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, these things happen. As Kevin said, you know, just reiterate, the offensive line takes time to gather communication, the whole nine, right? It's, it's it's a big deal. Now, on a lighter note, Brian Mother Burns, dude, that, whew, my God, that boy got. He got more moves than a John Travolta movie, man. That dude, that dude can get it, man. I'm God. smooth with it, smooth with it, setting the edge, getting off of blocks, wreaking havoc, force fun. Dude, I'm loving this kid. Smooth like a glass of vodka on a Sunday afternoon. Well, <laughs> tell you, man. I oh man, I'm, I'm loving this kid, man. His his brother was not joking. Best DN in the draft. By far, by far, from what I'm seeing. Yeah, as far as the defensive front goes, I think they definitely came out with a lot more energy and a lot more intensity than what they did the second preseason game back home here in Charlotte against the Buffalo Bills. I, I definitely saw a lot of leverage men won up front and clogging lanes because mostly kept the Patriots offense in check as well. Like I said, they were able to break off some about two or three long runs, but they were called back on penalties. Mm-hmm. Now, had it not been to fill the penalty, the play wouldn't happen. But from a defensive point of view, even with the penalty, 
there was definitely some coaching moments there as far as run, gap, discipline, and fits. The run fits. Yep. You have got, and I repeat, you have got to maintain your gap. There's no other way around it, particularly if you're going to run a 3-4 where you have one less defensive lineman. Gap integrity is in, is vital even in a 4-3, but especially in a 3-4 if you're a defense alignment, whether you're the nose or your defensive ends. Got to maintain it. So I, I think that this was, again, another opportunity to expose what needs to be worked on because best believe, you know, the NFL is a copycat league, even though there was penalties. You know, I wouldn't put it past... Sean McVay to look at that game and be like, we're going to try that same play without the penalty and see what happens. You know, whether it be with Gurley or whoever the rookie running back they drafted. But overall, the defense played stout, had some salty moments, had a couple of weak moments as well. But overall, it was it was a much better energetic performance from our defense. We got to see uh, Luke Keekley and Shaq Thompson together for the first time. Mm, that's true. And... If y'all notice, you didn't see all those passes in the middle getting uh, made by, you know, when the Patriots went to three, four, and five wide sets. So, mm. you know, we, we kind of put that in check for the most part. And as far as the secondary play goes, hey, Bradbury and Jackson came to play. And Will Harris put out a little, yeah. I think it was about a minute and a half video breaking down yeah, Will. the play of uh, both Dante Jackson and James Bradbury at corner, and all you can see is tackles and deflections made. Good coverage. Mm -hmm. Even when a mistake was made, they overcame it to still affect the play. Mm -hmm. I definitely like what I'm seeing coming from them. Now, there was a little bit of controversy I was kind of seeing amongst the fans when uh, Eric Reed got that uh, 15-yard penalty on third down against tight end um, Benjamin Watson. Mm -hmm. Now, when I slowed it down and watched it all over again, Eric Reed had, had already went for the tackle before Watson had went down. So when you slow it down, you could see that. However, at full speed, you know, yeah. it was what it was. It was a penalty. Yeah, it I like nice. the fact that Eric Reed reached out to Watson <clears throat> a couple of days after the game and apologized to him, let him know it wasn't intentional. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Watson was like, yeah, man, I know, you know, it was just, it was just football. So, Hats off to Eric Reed for reaching out to, you know, show goodwill to a opposing player, letting know that it wasn't intentional to uh, to hit him the way he did to draw the penalty. Right. So didn't haven't heard nothing about no fines or anything. So hopefully that'll remain the same. But overall, a much more energetic performance by the defense. Still work to be done. Still a lot of improvement, especially with the second team um, units, particularly the linebackers. Uh, it's Jermaine Carter, Andre Smith, they they high, they high and low. They'll make a couple good plays. They have some bad plays. Definitely definitely room for the the depth that linebacker to improve, particularly in the middle. But I think we got something solid to build upon, and I'm just looking forward to once we start doing actual game planning, hmm. I expect to see much better performance on all levels. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Man, <laughs> folks, I know it's preseason and we haven't played an actual full game since last year. Don't forget who the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator is for this team. 
we will be ready. Scheme-wise, we will be ready. If the, everybody executes as they're supposed to, even though it's early in the season, if everybody executes the game plan like they're supposed to, we're going to put up points and we're going to get a lot of sacks. That's that's just the way it is. That that front, that that blitz scheme that Ron can put together with that three four defense with the with the talent on the edge and that push up front, man, dude. Oh my goodness gracious gracious! Do not be fooled by preseason, folks. Right? Please, you know, talk to your friends, talk to, talk to your roommates, talk to your classmates, talk to your husband, talk to your wife. If they're a Panther fan, tell them to relax. Right. This is an opportunity to look at technique. It's an opportunity to look at cohesiveness, communication, things of that nature. Okay. But when it comes to getting ready for a game, Ron Rivera, North Turner, it's going to be a problem. I'm telling you, it's it's going to be a problem. Rams are going to be ready. Don't get me wrong. No, no, they're going to be ready. It's the Rams, you know. But you know, I know I don't think I'm. Getting getting ahead of myself if I say they get they get ready to come to Charlotte and run into a buzzsaw, I I, I really feel that way. You, you know, people are sleeping on Christian McCaffrey, people are sleeping on DJ, people are sleeping on Curtis, people are sleeping on a healthy Olsen, right? If Cam stays comfortable in that pocket and he gets that ball out early, right, and we bring them safeties down and linebackers get a little antsy, they're not trying to drop back like they should be. That pass rush is that pass rush is not going to be quite as stout. DJ and uh, Curtis going to get they going to get around that edge. They going to get off that jam. They going to head down that sideline nine right on that ass. Be careful. <laughs> be careful, folks. Norv is going to set hey. it up. It's going to be pretty too. Hey, and remember, I, I made my prediction a few months ago. I said twenty seven ten. I'm sticking with it. I'm not backing yes, off sir. of it. Even after seeing preseason games, I'm 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 sticking with it. You know, three touchdowns, two field goals, and in the salty defense, man, salty defense. I'm 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 sticking by that. I I haven't seen anything to make me want to change that. That's just that's what I'm sticking with, and we'll see. Feel free to call me out on it on the podcast after the game. Yeah, yeah, if, uh, yeah. If, if you're listening to this podcast. You know, type something at the uh, in the comment section uh, below on, on the podcast feed, right? If you're on YouTube, write a comment. Call us out. Feel free. <laughs> Just realize that we know what you said. Because <laughs> we know what we're saying. And I, I'm with Kevin, man. I, I don't, I don't, I don't have any any uh, reservation on, on us getting off on the Rams, dude. I, I <laughs> these these guys are they're more ready than than we're putting on. Um, the, again, the offensive line will take time. It will, but if if we can if we can get some runs, if we can get some good runs going. Again, you know the the short routes, the getting the ball out quickly to uh, disrupt that pass defense, play action. We're, we're gonna be a problem, folks. We can go five wide, right? We we can we can we can put Arma in a situation where they're not even gonna be covering that dude. He's gonna get you. Oh man, dude, oh, Armageddon! That, Armageddon! There's so many weapons on this on this team, folks. It, 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 it mm, mm. Norva's got to be salivating. I don't know why. He, I don't know how he keeps it together, man. I mean, you have all all these weapons at your, at your fingertips, and you know he just he's just keeping it as vanilla as can be. Oh man, that discipline! I I, I admire that. So 
now the Panthers are getting ready to head into their fourth preseason game up against the Steelers. Um, I'm not even going to touch that game last year. That is over. I, I think it's an anomaly, to be honest with you, because I don't think the Panthers have given up that kind of that kind of score, especially since Rivera's been here. I don't think we've ever given that many points before, have we? Nah, nah. That was the most during the um, Ron Rivera era ever given up, those uh, 52 points that Thursday night game against the Steelers. So mm. if uh, we have any four-man rush listeners who just happen to be Steelers fans as well, just supporting us because they know us, Hey, hats off. Y'all brought the wood. Y'all whooped ass. Mm. Say no more. Brought the wood, the metal, the fire, the ice. I thought I I saw my grandma's old shoe one time out there on the field. You know, that shoe she took off and threw at you at? (laughs) The (laughs) boot. Duck! That was bad, but, you know, now this time it's, you know, what, what did you refer to it as? The, the game, um, get a job bowl or something like that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> nah, I called it the, um, oh, the backup bowl. Backup bowl, hey. <laughs> yeah, man, this is going to be the backup bowl this fourth preseason game. No starters will be playing. Yeah. You're basically going to see pretty much role players, reserves, and camp bodies trying to, you know, put that last bit of film together, not just not just to impress us, but to impress the other one, the other 31 teams out there, because best believe, you know, we got some talent on here that's not going to make the roster. That's true. And, you know, with all the injuries going on and I'm sitting here watching NFL Network right now. I mean, the Vikings just released former Panthers cornerback, you know, but they Ben Wickery. So, you know, a corner that we might not take Minnesota could possibly pick up. You never know. You know, Lamar Miller for the for the Houston, Texas, he's um, on IR for towing ACL. Mm. Who knows if Cameron's pain is cut, he may get scooped up. I mean, you just never know. So it's definitely room and reason for whoever plays this coming this coming Thursday at Thursday at um, Bank of America. You plan for a job, whether it's with us or somebody else. That's right. And mm-hmm. I, and you know, hey, I don't hate. You know, we get if plan. If being with us this summer secured you some um, security for the year, hey, I'm happy for you. Wish you well. Absolutely. You know, know, I definitely don't feel, you know, no bitterness because at the end of the day, you're still the top 1% of people who play football that get a chance to be in in the league. So, hey, you know, you're playing for your job, future career. You know, a lot of things can happen on, on cut day. So definitely look, you know, I definitely look forward to seeing some all-out effort, and you know, won't be surprised to see some surprise player too from players we normally not wouldn't expect much from. So, you know, it'll be what it'll be. I, st- I personally still haven't made up my mind if I'm going yet or not, because I'm kind of on this paper chase of my job, and they they're asking for overtime, so I'm kind of kind of weighing my options here because I can always stream it, you know, at my desk. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah, man, the backup bowl. Yeah, you're playing for. For your next employer, basically, is what it comes down to. Yes, sir. The Panthers Steelers dress rehearsal. Get that get that job application ready, fellas. Yeah, because Rivera also in his presser today after practice was saying that, you know, in this game he's looking at, you know, who the the nickel position, the backup quarterbacks, the last couple of wide receiver spots, 
and the uh, inside outside linebackers. So yeah, it's still some players that can affect where they are on the you know on the not only on the roster but the depth chart. So uh, this is not a game to just come out and just be half ass and loafing. You know, this is something where you know you got to take this. Like for some players, this is going to be your Super Bowl basically. You know, if you're a long shot player who's looking for an opportunity to play in the NFL this season, the 100 season, I mean, come on now. I mean, this this season going to be special for so many reasons. So I, I definitely look forward to seeing. I think we're going to see some good ball being played. I agree. I agree. They 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 tend to bring it this last preseason game because they know uh, this is this is a chance to hopefully you know for some of them you know feed their family you know saying so get get them out of a situation that. Um, that is detrimental to them. So, you know, these these guys are gonna be playing around, man. I mean, they they gonna be this is gonna be serious. Um, and and again, I hope nobody gets hurt. We're not gonna talk about Andrew Luck today, but um, you know, I wish these guys luck on Thursday. You know, ho- hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we can keep some some of the, some of the guys that we really like. You know, and but like Kevin say, you know, you, you never know. So, might wind up like Trey. You know, Trey Boss. You know, leave the Panthers for a little while and come back. Um, but yeah, Steelers, Panthers, Thursday, game four of the preseason. So we'll see what's happened. Stay tuned and tune in. It should be interesting. Hey, Tim, I was just thinking, you know, this is going to be the, uh, the last podcast before the uh, final roster is set, oh, you know, with, yeah. with it dropping on, on Thursday and mm-hmm. stuff. So uh, you want to do a quick rundown of who we think, you know, might be on the roster? You know, you want to chop it up yeah. like that for a few minutes? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can. Don't don't quote me on some of these, I, <laughs> I, I, but um, um. So yeah, sure. Two quarterbacks or three? Um, how, what what you see? Based on Cam, think? based on Cam's foot, I say three. Um, just yeah, just to be on the safe side. I, I don't I don't think they want to take a take a chance with that, especially with you know the three headed monsters, CMC, DJ, and Kurt. Uh, they, I think they want to make sure they got somebody to get that ball out to them. So uh, I, I think they'll they'll keep three. Um, obviously Cam, Allen, and I'm, I'm going to say Greer. Um, I, I, I would prefer Heineke, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'll, yeah. Especially since he's out. I mean, truth be told, if you want to go by the numbers, you yeah. know, Heineke is outplayed both, yes. you know, Greer and Allen. Now you can also flip and be like, okay, he's coming in the full quarter against, you know, third stringers. True. Okay, you you can factor that in as well, but at the end of the day, you know, still plays got to be made and who's executing. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I'm definitely a Heineke guy. I'm hoping that you know if he does get doesn't make the 53, we can, you know, if he's eligible to play on the practice squad again, I, I'm I'm a fan of his, but I, I think he's one of the ones that's done put out you know enough on film to. Uh, possibly get picked up by somebody you know and and uh, if he's not one of the ones to make it on on ours you know i definitely think there's a good chance someone else might uh might uh might scoop him up you know so but yeah i'm with you cam uh will greer and cal allen will be the three uh be the three quarterbacks Mm -hmm. uh fullback no brainer alex armor armageddon Armageddon. (laughs) now when it comes to running backs you know, we've uh, discussed uh, typically is typically is three. We've talked about possibly four, depending on how we how the offensive line break down, because with 
with Dennis Daly showing so much position flexibility, mm. I think we're we're going to be good with eight offensive linemen instead of the normal nine, and that you know opens up room to you know possibly having another running back because you know I like the guy Cameron Payne, and he's his play during the preseason training camp has not reflected that he could not help this team. Mm-hmm. I, I just like the youth and the upside of. You know Jordan Scarlett and, and Reggie Bonifon to, you know, get us to that next level. That position flexibility, that that ability to do multiple things. And I'm not saying that Artis Payne isn't capable, but at the end of the day, he's 29. It's fifth year. If we keep him, I'm not going to be mad, but I, I am leaning towards seeing some new blood. How, how you feel about it? Um, and I'm I'm like you, man. I'm a cat fan. To, to be honest with you, man, the way the way Ron has spoken about Cap over the years, and he's he wants to get him an opportunity, um, it would be it would, it would be odd if we if we let him go. Um, at the same time, Ron, let's all be honest, he's not very honest. <laughs> he's not very open when he's when he's talking about what what's going to happen behind closed doors, so to say. Um, but honestly, I think we should keep Cap. Um, I w- me personally, I, w- I would do Cap and um, 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 your man um from Florida. Um, just just because I I mean I know Bonifon shows exceptional skill set, man. He 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 can catch the ball, he can run with it. Um, and I, oh man, that's 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 tough. But I, I would hate to I would hate to be the running backs coach. Uh, that's that's a tough one. That's a really tough one. But I, Holyfield ain't gonna make it. it. It'll be different if Scarlet if Scarlet didn't have that power. But dude, dude, he he will run your ass over. Like dude, yes, sir. he he runs angry. I like that. Um, so you 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 combine that with Cap, dude. Hey, you could put you could put Cap back there with CMC. You could put Scarlet back there with CMC. They both can catch out the backfield. Um, I think for the most part, it was Cap's inability to pass block that was putting him in the doghouse most of the time. But um, I would hate to see Cap go. But like you, like you said, man, if he goes, he goes. We got some young bucks back there that can step in and and produce. There's no, there's no doubt about that. But like as you mentioned, dude, five years, veteran. He's been with he's been with this uh, this franchise his, his entire career. Why would you let him go? You know, you, you don't bring somebody like like that back over and over and over again. He's been here th- since Stu. He's been here since since CMC, and he's still here. Uh, that that uh, that that speaks volumes to me. I, I don't know what Ron's up to, but that kind of speaks volumes to me, man. He, he he likes Cap for some reason, um, and I love the way he runs too, man. Shiftiness. Oh my gosh, you you better meet him in the hole, or you or, or you're in trouble. Um, so yes, you are. So I, I like, I like Cap. I like, I like to, I like to see Cap and Scarlet. But you know, I, if we, if we, if we let Cap go, we got something in in the backfield. That's fine. But I like to see Cap stay. Yeah, outside of Holyfield, I, I think that any combination of the other um, three running backs outside of CMC, I mean, any combination of two of uh, between Scarlet, Cap, and Bonifant, I think we would be good. You know, we went, you know. Cap and Bonifon, I think that'd be nice. If we went Bonifon and Scarlet, I think that'd be nice. If we just Scarlet and Cap, I think that'd be nice. I mean, any way that you cut it, 
I wouldn't feel like the talent drop off was big with any combination of those three, yeah. you know, backing up CMC. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, so obviously the tight end position, you know, we have Olsen, Ian, and uh, Manhurts. Martinez! <laughs> <laughs> now I have to say one thing about Manhurts. I don't going back to the Patriots game. I don't know if his if his if his feet was stuck in cement, or he didn't realize how fast that dude was coming off the edge. But man, he Bruh. whoa, what the heck, bro? Yeah, that first sack on Cam Newton was definitely all on Manhurst. That whoa. outside linebacker <sighs> just went low and went fast, and Manhurst all he could do was just look. He, I I really don't think he was able to put a hand on him. I don't think so. To be honest. Bro, it, it, it happened that fast. That was embarrassing. <laughs> that was embarrassing. He dipped. He dipped in, boy. Here it come. <clears throat> so yeah, Olsen, Ian, and uh, Manhurts. Um, no knock on Manhurts, man. I mean, it, it, again, it is preseason. You have to get ready for the speed and the and the the violence of the game um, when it's when it's week one. So I mean, preseason again enables. The, the the athletes to get used to that. That being said, um, those those seem to be the, to be the three. I don't even, do we have do we have anybody after man hurts? I like honestly, I like uh, Vanderlyn number eighty four. Okay, I mean he's just as sure as hand is common. But someone who's got a lot, beginning a lot of reps though, number forty six, uh, Tamanway. Mm. I believe he's out of a. Uh, is that the one from Coastal Carolina, if I'm not mistaken? I think he's from a, a local school here. Number four. I mean, he's someone that's, hmm. that's you know, have made some plays when um, given a few chances. I've seen him catch a few balls during the preseason, and, and I've seen him do some nice blocking as well. So, nice. Uh, you know, he's a, he, he kind of reminds me of a, of a, of a mini man hers, you know, just a big pile mm-hmm. of muscle and just big and strong for just no apparent reason. So. All right. <laughs> well, that's good, man. I mean, we we we're we're pretty set at the uh, tight end position as long as Greg doesn't get hurt. <laughs> exactly. Now, I mean, Ian got a season underneath him. Now he he learns he learns the in, ins and outs of the game as a whole. Um, and I believe um, you touched on this before how how uh, Ian said that you know now he can focus on the little things, the finite details of the of the game and the position and. Um, you know, maybe maybe that will translate to the uh, to the field this season. Um, <clears throat> so jumping to the uh, wide receiver, um, wide receiver room. Um, obviously, we got DJ Kurt um, and you know, Mr. Wright, um, Tory Hogan. After that, um, I, I like that. I like that kid out of Georgia, though. Uh, he is a s- woof, smooth route runner. Great hands. Doesn't get flustered. Did a pretty good job with the punt return, too, for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Had a couple of bobbles. He did. Um, full of muss. But like I say, this is the time to get it all out your system. Yes. You know, we, when, when it don't count. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you can you definitely accept, I mean, accept, expect to see five wide quite a bit this year, I'm, I'm assuming, because um, we got the talent to do it. Um, so, man, I would hate to be a defensive coordinator going up against this team. But anyway, um, so, yeah, the wide receiver room is pretty much set for the most part. Um, and, of course, the offensive line, 
when healthy, right? Starting with the left side, you got Mr. Williams, right. um, Van Van Roten, um, right? Um, Paradis, at Paradis, right? Paradis, uh-huh. um, of course. Right of course, Big Trey, and uh, my man Moten, aka Bat Dude, <laughs> holding it down <laughs> on the right side. Um, and I mean, from what, what I see from Larson, man, I'm worried about Larson. I don't know. I don't know if he's disgruntled because he's not, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. He hasn't been looking too good this, oh, this preseason, but again, it's preseason. Um, and then the Swiss army knife that you, uh, uh, mentioned before, um, what was that gentleman's name? Uh, Dennis Daly, the rookie out of South Carolina. Daly, that's um, right. Yeah, one of one of one of Larry's favorites. <laughs> um, oh yeah, Mr. Mr. Little. I forgot about Mr. Little. Oh yeah, update on him. Uh, he was initially took him back quarterback to be looked at. Mm-hmm. Uh, he never went into concussion protocol okay. or anything like that. So Little's going to be fine. Uh, he was in one of the another one of the ones that you know got quote dinged up a little bit in the in the game. So, mm. but uh, no concussion protocol for Little. Uh, he's been to all the practices this week, participating in all the drills. There's been no sideline work for him, so um, that's good that he's definitely good to go. Awesome. But, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, as far as those, I think with them, I mean, with Larson, he can play center in both guards. You know, with Little, I know he's been drafted to be the, quote-unquote, future left tackle of this team, but I think uh, in a pinch he could be he could play either tackle, swing tackle. Mm-hmm. And with uh, with Dennis Daly, he sh- he could he's been put at both guard spots. Now in practice, I've seen him play tackle, but in a game, I've yet to see him play tackle. But Rivera has said that uh, they want him to be able to play basically all four positions, but center. So he's going to be like the ultimate, as I said, you said, Swiss Army utility guy on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. And I think that position flexibility will allow you to, you know, get away with having eight offensive linemen, which opens up adding uh, an additional skill player, as we discussed before. Because nobody else that I can really think of on the offensive line has stood out to earn a spot. I, I mean, when, when we're watching the game in the second half, I'm seeing guys getting blown back off the ball, high pass. I mean, they're coming out of their stands, popping straight up, getting jacked up. I mean, it's just... Mm-hmm. It's just nothing for me to believe that that you're worthy of a spot on this team. Hell no, so, that pisses me off. You know too. that's just how I see for the uh, for the offensive line. So yeah, uh, eight offensive linemen, six wide receivers, three tight ends, uh, three running backs, uh, three quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and a fullback. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's what'll be. Uh, yeah, I think that's 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 what yeah. what it would be yeah. on uh, on the offensive side. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. That's that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. Um, and on defense, <clears throat> of course, you know, uh, three four look. So, do we do, do we have to separate the DN outside linebacker position um, from the actual linebacker position, or do we, we kind of count that as a hybrid? Or the term is edge. Edge. Yeah, right. you know, when, when you go hybrid, it's edge because hand down, you're at the edge of the defensive line. 
standing up, you're the edge defender as an outside linebacker. So edge was is kind of the um, term to be used for the uh, for the hybrid players on defense. Okay. All right. So so in terms of the edge, all right, edge rushers, we have um, obviously Mr. Burns, aka Spider Man himself. Um, we got the new kid, Christian Miller, Alabama. Alabama. Um, Real Todd. <laughs> uh, we got Mr. I'm not a Bama fan. I'm not a Bama fan, folks. By the way, I just was imitating Stephen A. Smith, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, Stephen. <laughs> um, uh, see, so yeah, Miller. Um, of course, we have Mr. Irvin who t- tweaked his hammy today, but that's all right. Um, this is more reps for Burns, um, and uh, our man. 97 himself, Mr. Addison. All right, as the edge, and that's that that goes without saying. Um, I'm, I'm assuming we're, we're gonna have um, four, uh, four edge, four edge, edge rushers. Um, and of course, we'll rotate um, um, Poe and well, Poe at, at the nose tackle will be Poe and Love, I'm assuming, from what I'm seeing so far. Um, I know they they put F.A. on at the nose in a couple of uh, situations, did they not? Uh, F.A. has been playing some D.N. in the uh, 3-4 scheme. Mm-hmm. And honestly, on both of Brian Burns' sacks against New England, mm-hmm. F.A. played a big part. And it. it's like he's getting the nuances of, you know, defensive line play, particularly on the interior. He was lined up as a three technique and was able to uh, disrupt the guard and affect the tackle enough to allow Brian Burns to get uh, that strip sack that he got. (laughs) So, you know, F.A. is picking it up. I mean, keep in mind, folks, he put on 15 pounds of uh, muscle this offseason. So F.A. is like uh, he's around 285, 290, if I'm not mistaken. So he's done – yeah, he's done. He done chiseled up a little bit. Oh. I, I think once he, yeah, I, I think he's one of the players that you know can. That's again that position of flexibility here in, in the forty front. Obviously, he's a DN, and mm-hmm. you know he can play the uh, you know somewhat you know the Terry in the thirty front, depending on you know what technique to line up. But but yeah, FA Obata's that's that's where he's at. Nice. Um, back back to your conversation about the edge. You know, I had five guys for the edge. Oh yeah. Uh, of course, Mario Addison, mm-hmm. Bruce Irvin, mm-hmm. Brian Burns, mm-hmm. Marquise Haynes, and Christian Haynes. Miller. Those Haynes. are the five I had down for the uh, uh, for the edge as well. Yeah, Mr. Haynes. I forgot about him. Man. Yeah, I can't forget him. Yeah, he's shown some flashes of some um, some serious edge rushing skills too, bro. He's come, he comes off that yeah. line quick. Quick. I mean, if there was any player on the team on the defense side of the ball that benefited from the switch the most, I definitely would say it was him because yeah. some people were wondering if, you know, if he was going to even be able to continue with the team, you know, because as a 4-3 DN at 240 pounds, mm. man, that's a hard way to earn a check. You know, that's... Mm-hmm. That's 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 rough. That's a rough way to uh the earn that money. But mm. as an outside linebacker, oh, he's shown it and I, he's improved because when we've gone in our nickel sets, mm. him and Brian Burns had a hand in the dirt. He's actually shown the ability to uh, play it better. Now, obviously, against the Bills, he 
Mm. Went in with the inside shoulders. We got him on the last time instead of outside shoulder line that touchdown run. But mm. hey, that's a learning take, you know, to learn the opportunity for him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, he's he's someone that I, I really see uh, flexibility with. Uh, so as far as like the defensive lineman goes, I'm, I'm looking at, of course, Poe at the nose, Jerry McCord, Kawan Short, Cal Love, uh, F.A. Obata, and Vernon Butler. That's who I got. Uh, oh, Vernon. Oh, poor, yeah, poor Vernon. Vernon. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you know, that's that's a heartbreak for me. Y'all, y'all know how I feel about Butler. But uh, <sighs> ever since that second it. play at Chicago, that second – Defense play, and I just saw that man. He's just been on my, he's just been on my shit list ever since. Let me just keep it real. I just have to say it like that. So, um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, unfortunately for Butler, FA is really hungry. FA FA is hungry, Jack, and um, super athletic. He can give, he can pretty much give you the same thing Butler can give you, man. That's the unfortunate thing, um, especially for Butler. So. Wish you luck, Butler, but I don't think you're going to be sticking around this year, bud. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, now, the linebacker core. Yes. The biggest question mark on the defense, probably on the team as a whole, because after you get past Luke and Shaq, uh, I like Carter, I like Smith, but they – they really don't. They don't do it for me, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really worried about that position. I, I, I really am. Again, the starters. So we got obviously Shaq and, uh, Shaq and Luke would be Mike one, Mike two in that three four defense. Um, and you know, after that, um, is Car is Carter up next after those two? Yeah, uh, the way the rotation been after Luke and Shaq, you got Carter Jr. and Smith and. Uh, Mm, Mayo 2.0, also known as uh, <laughs> Norris. I call him Porous Norris because he's poor oh, with his God. coverage. Oh, I mean, he, he, it's, it's like he, he just doesn't get enough depth. I mean, he's yes. a hell of a special teams guy, but Dude. hey, I'm I'm off I'm off for the new kid, uh, Kanaski at number 43. That's that's my guy. If if, if yes. you know at linebackers, that's my five. I got Keekley Thomas, Carter Junior Smith, and Kanansky being our linebackers. Yes. I got us keeping five linebackers for the interior. Yes, yes, and of course the secondary. Um, and and I was thinking about this earlier. I was I was I was I was editing a, um, some audio earlier. I was like, you know, this could potentially be the best secondary the Carolina Panthers have had. Yes, sir. From from top to bottom, I mean, I don't think we've had this many players who have that skill set to cover and stop the run consistently. It's, this is good. This secondary might be it might be it might be the best one we put out there, man. It's been a while, but I, I like the way it's looking. Um, so obviously, at safety, you have um, Ed Reed and uh, Trey Golden. Um, after that, who you got up in there, Kevin? Well, as far as safety goes, again, we're talking about positional flexibility. Mm-hmm. I got Cockrell. You know, I, I know he's he's going to be the one that's going to be the key to this secondary uh, depth here because he started out as corner, but he's been playing a lot of time in preseason at safety. Mm-hmm. And he's someone that Rivera's talking about, I believe, after um, Sunday's practice, that he's someone that 
gives him a lot of confidence that on game day, if there's ever uh, any situation where there's an injury at corner or safety, that he can play any. He said Cockrell can play nickel, corner, or safety for him. So yeah. he's kind of the uh, jack-of-all-trades uh, Swiss Army knife in the defensive secondary uh, that we're looking for. Kind of what we uh, thought Colin Jones might have been a few years ago because he's got that uh, – uh, you know that four three speed, mm-hmm. but we know uh, we know Colin Jones is effective in a in a limited box. Now let him play in that box; he'll do well. But ask him to do anything more than that, uh, you ask him to get picked on. Yeah. But as uh, far as secondary goes, I, I had it down as uh, Bradbury Jackson. Uh, I got Seymour. I, I know he's been hurt, Kevon Seymour. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna be honest; I'm a little biased because I met the guy, but again. <laughs> You know, when healthy, though, like during camp, like he was going stride for stride with Samuel. Mm. Now, I think that might be why his hamstring decided to be like, oh, hell no. Nah, bro. We <laughs> reverse. He's someone that has a specific skill set that they like. And what he meant by that is he said, come on, Seymour can play either corner position on either side. And he can also play nickel. And, Dang. you know, that's. That's crucial. You know, again, you know, I think Rivera won his defensive bats to be able to play multiple positions, whether it's corner nickel, corner safety, safety nickel. I mean, basically have four or five guys back there, and on any given play, you're not sure where they're lining up. That's what's going to create the the moment of hesitation that they want to create on defense when, when you know, when the offense break, they walk up to the line, and, oh, he was at corner this time. Oh, now he's at nickel or – he was at nickel. Now he's playing safety. You know, these are the type of chess moves that I believe Rivera's uh, starting to play. But yeah, I got a, uh, I got Seymour, I got Javon Elliott, and I got um, uh, I got Cornell to making a team, bro. So those would be my hmm. six cornerbacks that I'm going with here. See, so and of course we got yeah Jackson and Bradbury, aka uh, the Iron Palm, because he would jam the mess at you. Um. Corn Elder, huh? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, man. Corn had a, I mean, I got to give a prop. Corn had a very strong, um, solid camp. I see, I may have seen him maybe get beat maybe twice in person the whole time, but Corn's have made interceptions. He's have made pass deflections. He done came up and popped it on the run. I mean, if you leave him as just a nickel, mm. you know, particularly when we do um, small nickel. Mm-hmm. As Rivera said, you know, we got small and big nickel with our packages. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think him and Javon Elliott rotating at the nickel spot, I think that's going to be that's going to be good if we decide to, you know, have them active, you know, have all the cornerbacks active that game. Um, obviously, special teams plays a role as, as well. I think Javon Elliott will be the starter nickel, small nickel for us. So mm-hmm. I uh, I look forward to seeing Send him because he's been the one that he had to wait his turn now. He was like two or three other players that got their turn at nickel first. But when he got his turn, he turned it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he was like, yeah, OK, you, you make me wait last. Well, say the best for last. Watch this coach. And, you know, he's you know, he pretty much has shown his worth. And even in the games, I mean, this guy, he's he's really out of position. He he tackles very well. Um, he's 
he's someone I think is going to be a big addition to our defense, uh, particularly at the nickel spot. So uh, definitely look forward to seeing uh, JV and Elliott. So, but yeah, those are six cornerbacks I got. You're the first person I really heard say, you know, that they they felt Corn was uh, uh, was good enough to stick around. So I'm I'm glad I'm glad you feel the way about Corn Elder man because you know he, the kid the kid can cover in the in the nickel spot. I mean he can he can do his thing now. Um, but like you said, he had to wait his turn, and you no, know, that means we had to wait to see. And he, him taking advantage of it, being patient, and getting through um, these these past couple seasons. It's good. That's good for him. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. Um, brings us to special teams. Um, <laughs> and Mr. Gano. What, what's, 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 what's the word on Gano, man? Uh, what, what's, the, what's his injury? All right. Parlardi at punter, J.J. Jansen at holder, and then now we can discuss the final one, the kicker. <laughs> but, okay, here's the deal with Gano. Uh, it's been said sore leg. It's been now geared towards his knee and his kicking leg. Oh, yeah. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah, it's been when I say he hasn't he hasn't kicked in any preseason game. Now, I did see him because I, I posted pictures when I was down there at training camp. Uh, like at one point, he hit like eight straight field goals. Beyond um, six yards or more, so mm. I did. I have seen him kick, and that leg definitely has some pop. But whatever it is that's happened that we don't know about is something that's even Coach Rivera said that he's he's concerned about. So don't be surprised mm. if we don't put Gano on short term IR and let that leg get healed all the way up, and we give this new guy. The, the one that's been kicking for us, Joey Sly, mm-hmm. the opportunity mm-hmm. to not only kick for us, but possibly earn long-term, you know, employment or an opportunity, you know, somewhere else when Gano is ready. And then Parlardi at punter, J.J. Jansen at holder. So once Gano is a go, Sly going to have to go. <laughs> We're not going to do the whole two thing, you know, Look, that look. That's how we lost out the Bucker the last time. But I'm gonna let that go. You know, that, he's supposed to be out But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. So you guys can uh, check up on. Uh, well, I, I guess you can say you can double check on our uh, on our uh, um, predictions uh, after just the uh, last preseason game and see if we're right. Um, I, I feel pretty comfortable about the, the, the players we chose and, and, uh, huh. Ooh, boy, we're going to be a problem. <laughs> if all those players are healthy, um, Gano set aside, obviously, but if, if all those players we, we listed are healthy, we are going to be a problem. And it's great that we're going up against the NFC champions, former NFC champions, game number one, get a great litmus test going into going into the NFC South um um lineup. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's gonna be interesting. I mean we go to London is that week two or three? Four. Uh London is week six. Week six. We, uh, oh, okay. It was way yeah. Off. First two games at home, uh home against 
the Rams home against the Bucks. Bucks. Week three, we're at Arizona. Mm-hmm. Week four, we're at uh, Houston. Mm-hmm. Week five, that's the uh, Hall of uh, Honor game against the Jaguars, mm-hmm. uh, where the uh, where the four players get inducted. And then week six, we're at London. Man, oh man. So, um, yeah, so we got a division game week two, folks. That's that's crucial off the gate. And Tampa's Tampa's not going to be nothing to sneeze at. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the pieces are moving around, things of that nature. But, I mean, they have an offensive-minded coach. Um, they got some weapons on offense. I mean, don't don't sleep. I mean, that, that tight end they got. Um, that I, I was hoping we got. I was praying we got that kid. Howard. Yeah. I was, it was OJ, right? OJ, I am not the juice Howard. <laughs> it sure <what>. ain't. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, yeah. Tampa, <laughs> Tampa week two, man. Division division game up up quick. So I mean, those, those count. Those count. There's no obviously we win the division. Uh, we get into the uh, we get into the uh, playoffs. But anyway, week one will be a test, and it's going to be interesting. Um. So, all right. Um. Anything else you want to uh, speak on there, Kevin? Before we wrap up. Yeah, just one last thing for those of us who who do plan on attending Panthers games. As y'all know, the bubble has been opened up to the players to practice in uh, since the uh, open the fan announced on the Panthers website today that they're going to have what is called the backyard tailgate experience for fans. And what that is, is that uh, Panther fans will have the opportunity to tailgate inside the bubble before the game uh, from the hours of 10 30 a.m to 12 30 p.m you that's two whole hours you'll have the opportunity to have access to all you can eat food uh like wings burgers brats there'll be a oh there'll be a cash bar for your drinks mm-hmm. buy your drinks yeah, uh, they'll have panther legends there mm. now the price for this is going to be $80 yes. plus, as you know, fee. So let's just say it can range anywhere from, I don't know, let's just say $90, $100 for it. But now, again, it is all you can eat. You do, you will be sitting and eating with Panther legends and players. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, if money ain't a thing for you, then by mm-hmm. all means, you know, hey, check it out. I Hey, I might just chop it up one time just for the experience and, and see for myself. You know, but I definitely look forward to the opportunity of seeing how this turns out. I like the fact that Mr. Tupper is just coming up with ideas that, you know, helps the business side of things and also the fan experience side of things. You know, this 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 whole bubble concept is new. And the fact that, you know, fans will be able to have access to it this soon. I mean, yeah, I, I like that. So, yeah, check it out on the Panthers website. It's called Backyard Tailgate. It'll have all the details a little bit better explained on further detail from there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that'll be something worth checking out. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I, I'm going to make my way down to Charlotte and check it out too, man. Those those things are really unique. And to, and to get in there in a, in a climate-controlled environment, all right, on a quote-unquote football field, man, that's, that's pretty cool, man. <laughs> Having cats in there with you know a, a plate full of, Full of you know wings and a burger in one hand, running a nine route. 
<laughs> go long, man. Go long. Hey, you. Hey, you been that cash bar too long. That nine route ain't gonna go too far. No, it ain't. <laughs> it's gonna turn to a dig real quick. <laughs> oh shit. But um, yeah, man. Hey, y'all check that out, man. That's that's gonna be an awesome, awesome experience. Awesome experience. Um, Tepper knows what he's doing, and it's it's awesome that he's opening up that. Um, um, that part of the the franchise to uh, uh, to people who want to really experience that that Carolina Panther football um, environment. So that's that's awesome. Uh, that's awesome. I like Tepper, man. It's this 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 it's going to be nothing but good things for this franchise going forward. Uh, from from what I see. So, all right, Panther fans, um, thanks for sticking around for a cover two with uh, uh, Kevin and myself. Um, we will, uh, be sure to <laughs> try to bring the rest of these fellas on, uh, for, for, uh, uh, first game of the season. Um, oh man, I can't wait, dude. This it's, it's almost here, Kevin. It's almost here, boy. Man, I can't, man, it's, it's been a long, it's been a long seven, eight months, man. I'm trying to tell you. It has. It has, especially especially for us, man. We you know we've been <laughs> trying to get this four man rush together and um, get this content uh, right for, for right for you fans. And uh, it, wow, wow! It, I really don't think we could have started this at a better time. Um, so keep your fingers crossed. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Man. And speaking of the fans, yeah. One last thing, uh, we put out on the uh, on the Facebook page about the apparel survey. Oh, Definitely, yeah. if you're someone that's interested in um, Foreman Rush Apparel. We want you to just go to our posts. It'll it show the apparel on there and leave your email address and we will email you the survey that we're using. The survey is going to give us a good indication of how much inventory that we need to order so we can have, you know, set up for you guys. And we just want the opportunity to know what, what, what matters to our fans, what y'all like. Right. You know, what's what's within your budget, what's your you know, what you're willing to, you know, invest to rock the four man rush, not only not just for us, but for yourself as well, because, you know, when we used to see you to see right along with us and vice versa. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, if you get a chance, uh, hit us up, go to the page, scroll down to uh, apparels, the uh, para posts. I'll bump it just to keep, you know, make it, you know, stay active and relevant. And, you know, leave us your email address and we'll email you the survey, fill it out, send it right back. I, I have a lot of people asking, yo, when the shirts, when the pair are going to be ready? We're, 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 we're getting together, folks. We want to do it right. We don't want to come out half-assing it. We don't want to come out all over the place and not professional. We want to do everything in the right manner. So I promise you guys, if y'all stick with us a little bit longer, like I've done everything else, we promise we'll make it worth your while. In fact... It'd be it'd be in your best interest to stick around till the end of the season, cause uh, <laughs> now this this content's only going to get better, folks. If you haven't checked out the website, you got to check out the website. There's some awesome articles on there. Um, eventually, um, like like Kevin was mentioning about the apparel, once once we get all the information together, you'll be able to to purchase straight off our website because we'll know what to put out there. Um, so yeah, all the information you guys are giving us is going to make us. Um, make us better. It's going to make your experience better, and it's it's really going to allow us to um, streamline everything in a, in a manner that's uh, easy for you guys to to enjoy. So, um, 
again, Facebook, if you don't know, the, if, excuse me, if you're not, uh, um, if you haven't liked or following us on Facebook, it's the four man rush, right? Just, just search, go to the search bar, type in the four man rush. Actually, you can go to Google and type in the four man rush on our website and our Facebook page and our Instagram page and our YouTube page <laughs> or channel will pop up. So, um, we're really easy to find, but go to, go to Facebook, right? And, um, I'll find that post and uh, just, just drop your email, guys, and uh, we'll get, we'll we'll get started. Okay. Um, so again, thank you so so much um, for checking out the Four Man Rush podcast. Um, we we're in a cover two set today, but that's all right because we're still dropping that panther knowledge that no like nobody else can. Um, this is your host Timmy Vo, along with my man, the CEO of the Four Man Rush, Kevin. Um, peace out to uh, Larry and uh, Monty and Will and Canardo and Norris and uh, Darius and uh, Vince. Vince, damn. <laughs> I'm going to get it right one of these days, Vince. I almost got it, man. I almost got it. I almost got it. Um, so the whole four-man rush family. Peace you guys. And then whenever you're listening to this podcast, whether it's the morning, the afternoon, the evening, with the, with your with your best friends, with your coworkers, wife, husband, whatever. You guys be safe out there. Enjoy your day and as always, keep pounding. She love it, we out in public and we can just chill with my partners and we can go back to my crib and just chill the covers and do we call me and you love The Foreman Rush is brought to you by the love and respect of and for the Carolina Panthers and Carolina Panther fans everywhere. Keep pounding. The Four Man Rush is a non-affiliate of the Carolina Panther organization. All thoughts, assessments, and content of this podcast is directly related to the Four Man Rush exclusively. Thank you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.